All right, good morning. Couldn't help but think when Elijah fell down the stairs that he's already a man, wouldn't cry. <laughs> Tristan, taught him well already. Um, really good to be here. Actually feels like I haven't been here for a while, but we're, yeah, we've been on and off, been baptism down south, we had a few different things, but it's really good to, to be back at Refresh. And it's really good to see your faces and to, to share a bit of time. Last week, um, for those who were here, Year 12 and the preps came in here and they they took our our church service for us to, I guess, show the appreciation of of the school towards our churches, not just their church, what our church can do for our school, but, you know, they've sort of appreciated and, and as we do, we travel around the with the school, we travel around different churches, so that was pretty neat. The, the weeks before that, We've been talking about living in a selfie world. Our series has been living in a selfie world. And this is a part four of our four-part series. So this is the final one. So this is like the wrap-up of, of what we've been talking about. Like Sharon and Corbin have been sharing a um, few different things. Just in case you haven't been to any or missed a couple of those, I'm not going to obviously recap but recap totally, but just, just a little bit of the hit the topics of what we've talked about. We've talked about basically, I guess, it's, it's, it's life with a device. And what that looks like and how that may have changed life and, and the positives and negatives of that. And, and, you know, there's plenty of media and there's plenty of people. And if you're a, a younger person, then there's no doubt you've had teachers or parents or someone like that, you know, sort of probably on your back at some stage in your life. Uh, if, you're, if you're a little bit older than that, or even if you still are a young person, you probably have been caught up at times. I can put my hand up for this for sure. That, you know, you realise that, you know what, I am wasting a fair bit of my life on a device, but it's not all negative. And there's a lot of fantastic stuff that can happen with technology and all that sort of stuff, but it is certainly a, an area in our life where it can consume. And if that, if that sort of consuming these devices, you know, consuming technology and, and really spending a lot of time on it can take us away from important stuff, that's not a good thing. And so we looked at, um, and Sharon and Corbin looked at comparing, you know, quite often technology, quite often our devices, social media, that sort of thing. You know, there's a big comparison thing. And it doesn't matter if you had technology put aside or if you didn't have technology. If you start comparing yourself with other people, it's never going to end well. It's never going to be a good thing. Technology has made it really easy to compare ourselves with someone else or what our perceived reality might be and to compare that. Talked about relationships, talked about the fear of missing out and, you know, you know, just can't put that device down because what if, what if, all that sort of thing. So, anyway, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna wrap this up today. We're going to sort of bring it home, hopefully. Um, so this morning, what I thought we'd do, I thought we might have a little bit of fun and, you know, you come to church and someone stands up the front here and you just get to sit there and sort of hopefully take it in or, you know, get distracted by the device or whatever it might be, right? So what I thought we'd do this morning is have a little bit of fun, just start. So hopefully you're a little bit nervous, just a little bit. So what I want you to do is I want you to take your phone out, okay? Everyone, take your phone out, get in, dig deep into your pocket, um, out of your handbag or whatever it takes, okay? I need you to take your phone out, except unless you're Ethan and you don't have a phone, okay? That was a call out there for you. That was Cooper last year, I know we, we gave him a hard time. I know, there might be one or two. Actually, I think Sarah said, I forgot my phone today. I said, well, you need it today because it's important anyway. Take your phone out. Okay, now I want you to put, okay, I just want you to wave it in the air just a little bit. You know, give us, give us a bold wave. Yep, got your phone. Now what I want you to do, okay, now, <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. That's, that's fantastic, Gaudians. Gaudians are on the light. Anyway, take your phone out, wave it in the air. Now what I want you to do 
is this might be a little bit risky, okay, but I can promise you there's, there's don't panic, okay, don't panic, you're safe. I want you to pass it to the person on your left, okay. Now, of course, I know you might be sitting with somebody, and if you're, and if you're on the end of the row, then you're on the right, like, so you're going to have to swap, okay, so swap over. So basically what I want to make sure is that nobody has their own phone on them in person, okay, so if if you are sitting sort of a bit by yourself because all your kids left or something like that, reach over, don't be shy, pass your phone behind you or something, okay? So come on, mate, don't be shy, pass it on. Okay, so now what I want to make sure is that, um, that everyone has somebody else's phone. Okay, now don't panic, turn, turn it over, okay? I don't even want you to look at the screen, okay? So it's not, I'm not going to like try and crack people's fingerprints or whatever that Joshua does to me, changes my password and then I can't get into my own phone. I'm not doing anything like that, okay? not going to look at any notifications, we're not gonna do it. so it's going to be quite safe. But I just want you to take that person's phone and then just sit it on your lap or just, 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 and don't give it back till I say, okay? Just, just hang on to it. Just, just put it away, just, just hold that person's phone, just, just, just pretend it's not there for a time being. Okay. All right. Anyone a little bit nervous yet? Just a little bit? All right. Now I'm going to ask a couple of questions. I'm going to swap over to that PowerPoint for us, Locker. Um. I'm going to ask you a question, and this is hopefully a little bit of fun as well. Is your phone your master or master? No, that shouldn't say that. Master or master? Master? No. Is your phone, <laughs> Freudian slip right there. Okay. Is your phone your master or your slave? Now, some people, this might be you. Some people, this is what you might think. All right. This guy up here, he's obviously on his phone, what to do. But in some people's life, this may be more the case, okay? Is your phone your master or your slave? Okay, your device may be your master if. Now, I've got a few questions. I don't, I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up. I'm not going to ask you to wave your, your person's phone that you've just taken care of, take good care of. <laughs> Although, if we do see some people sort of slipping out quietly, you might want to chase them down, right? <laughs> I just want to say that. But I want you to just answer these questions in your head, okay, and see how many you might answer yes to, okay, there's no tally, I haven't got numbers, we're not making a thing at the bottom, there's no final score, but I'm just going to see if you can answer yes to any of these questions that I have for you. Your device may be your master if you are prepared to take risks to check your phone or your device, and what I mean by risks is this, during class, ever felt the vibration happening and you've done it quick, well, the teacher's writing on the board or anything like that if you're at school, all right? Yes, there's some noise. Yes, that happens, obviously, then. At work, okay, you know you shouldn't be on your device at work. You're at the, you're at Macca's or KFC or wherever else you might work, and you're like, shouldn't be there, but, of course, you're waiting for someone's text or something to come back while driving. Your device may be, I'm not saying it is, your device may be your master if you take risks with your phone. Or what about this one? Talking face-to-face with a cute girl or guy that you just met, and the phone rings and you think, well, at the risk of losing this person, I'm still going to try. Anyway, I'll move on. Your device may be your master if. Here's a few more. You wake up in the middle of the night and check your messages and even may respond in the middle of the night. It's gone quiet because everyone's like, well, that's happened to me. Your device may be your master if. You feel a rising panic or dread or anxiety if you leave your phone at home. battery starts to go low unexpectedly like you know when you charge your phone you charged it all night but then you didn't realize and then you get to school or work and it's like oh my goodness it's only 20 percent it mustn't have worked it mustn't have been you know 
your phone crashes or has technical issues. So rising fear or anxiety, panic. All right, your de- device may be your master. If yeah, a few more, you are still uncomfortable with the person next to you having your possession of your phone. <laughs> Keep your phone. I didn't say you're allowed to pass it back just yet. All right, your device may be your master. If you feel phantom vibrations. Okay, hands up. I'm going to ask you hands up. Hands up if you've ever heard of had a phantom vibration. Yes. I think my phone's... No, no messages. I'm sure it was. No messages. Your device may be your master if you often find your legs going to sleep while using the toilet. Okay, we'll move right along. You may... Your phone or your device may be your master if... You don't know why everyone else is laughing at that. Oh, I don't know if you can read that. Basic human needs... Food, water, air, little bit, internet, lots. Okay. I want to share a story with you. This is a true story. Um, I'm not going to mention this guy's name. He's given me full permission to use his full name, but out of respect, I'm not going to. But he actually has given me permission to tell this story. In fact, when I heard his story originally, I went, I've got to use that story one day. And this was like, this was last year. I said, one day, this this story is going to be, this story is going to, be valuable to me and so I actually got this guy to write down step by step this story so I've got the I've got the actual blow by blow account of what happened to a gentleman who is a student here at this school it happened last year if you're a student at this school you'll probably pick up who this is very quickly all right but that's okay so as a a high school student uh, last year experienced a problem seven o'clock he got to school seven a.m. so he got here nice and early his parents dropped him off um Typically, probably just sits in a corner somewhere and, and plays on his phone, and it wasn't Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Ryan doesn't get here till 7.45. Okay, and waits at my office. Okay, 7 a.m., he arrives at school, realises he didn't have his phone with him. Problem. So, what does he do? He walks two kilometres down the road here. This, this happened here at this school, all right, it's a current student. Walks a couple of k's down the road, gets on a bus... Goes, takes the bus to North Lakes. Then at North Lakes, he walks another couple of kilometres back to where his mum works, which is it's on Anzac Avenue, um, back towards Kalanga. Walks a couple of k's back to back to his mum's work. When he finds his mum, he says, "Mum, <laughs> bad news! I forgot my phone. I got. A f- I think Dad's got it in his car. I think th- I think that's what happened." And he said, "I got to get to Dad's work. Dad works at Redcliffe Hospital." All right, so so mum gives, so he drops his bag off because he didn't want to be carrying all his heavy stuff. So he drops his bag off. He gets some money off his mum. That's what you do, I guess, when you see your mum, uh, you know, in the middle of the day, just want money anytime. So he gets some money off his mum. He walks back to North Lakes. He's actually seen by a uh, by a teacher who was currently on maternity leave, Mrs. Bond, who's not here, but that's okay. Who, uh, who noted, duly noted this guy's walking around now, because this is obviously class time already, like, you know, he's taken a while to get there, um, or, or just before. Anyway, so he gets on another bus, he goes to Redcliffe, he misses his bus stop at Redcliffe uh, that he needed, so then he, he, it was, he went past his bus by a couple of kilometres, so then he had to walk back to Redcliffe, to, to, to where he had to go, he walked another couple of k's back, found his dad, found his phone, beauty, goes back out to the bus stop, where he tells me that he was asked then if he'd like to buy some drugs, which he said no. So that was good. All right, well done. I, I commended him very much for that, even though he's in full uniform and all that sort of stuff. So then he gets on the bus. He comes back to North Lakes or, some, or wherever he was going, back to North Lakes somewhere. Because he was 
on his phone checking all the messages that he had missed in those period of a few hours or whatever it is by now. He actually missed his bus stop that he was intended to get off. So then he had to walk another couple of extra kilometres back to where mum was. Like So he had to walk some extra distance to get there. Got back to mum, picked up his bag, picked up his stuff. And oh, I was going to say, actually, while he was at North Lakes, while he was walking around because he had to do those extra kilometres, he was actually seen by a, a teacher who was a current teacher at the school who told him to tuck his shirt in. Uh, <laughs> Because he'd be walking, he's like hot and sweaty, tuck his shirt in. And by the way, that other teacher you saw this morning, she texted me and said that you were walking around here somewhere. So he was fully busted. Told him to tuck his shirt in. So anyway, so then he had to, then he walks from where his mum was down in Kalanga. He walks six kilometres or thereabouts, whatever it is, back to North Pine. Reaches North Pine back here at 12.20 p.m., 20 minutes before lunch. I forgot my phone. <laughs> and he was so proud. He was so proud to tell me that story. And he said, yeah, you can say my name, but I'm not going to say his name, but you might know who it is for those people who are locals here. The fear and the anxiety that some people have when they haven't got their device in their hand. Now, I'm not, um, you know, the, the, the term that we often, um, we often refer to or, you know, psychologists have, have used is uh, no Phoma, no, no phobia. Mm, oh, I can't even say it now. It's off the top of my head. Um, but the fear of the fear of not having our devices, the fear of not being connected, the fear of like just like, what if I miss out on something? What if there's something that happens? I could be pretty safe to say that every single person in this room, whether you're connected or you love being connected, or whether you 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 are the device geek that always has the you know the latest iPhone or the latest this, the latest that, or whether you just you could not care less about technology. One thing I think I could be pretty certain that every single person in this room wants is happiness. Like, you just step aside from the technology for a little while. Every person is looking for happiness. Everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants, um, you know, the absence of sadness. Today, I'm going to ask a question. Does your technology crush or create peace? Here's the deal. If everyone wants to be happy, quite often people are so willing to sacrifice a whole lot to get it. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's bad. Like, not, this is not a negative at all. Like, you know, people are prepared to pay for happiness. People look for entertainment. People are prepared to travel all over the world to find happiness. Uh, people are prepared to, to give up things, to, to try and acquire things, to buy things, to whatever it might be. And that's not, I'm not saying that's bad. People want to be happy. That's okay. People will invest in people. People invest in things. People invest in relationships. And that's, that's a good thing. So it's not, not, yeah, some things might be negative, some things not so. But in the end of the day, everyone wants to, hap- everyone wants to be happy. And quite often, we will find people giving up a lot to get there. But where there is no peace, you can pretty much guarantee there will be no happiness. Where there is no peace, there is no happiness. You can have lots of great things, and you may have experienced this yourself at some times. You may know somebody who's going through this right now who may have a lot of stuff, who may have lots of things that you would think that makes them happy. But something like a relationship breakdown within a family or between mates or whatever it might be might be like really current and, and really like present at the time. I just heard a bingo off. 
Did anyone just hear that? Anyway, whose phone was that? <laughs> Phantom vibrations. Okay. Um, but they've got lots of stuff, but where, but where there is no peace, even though they have lots of things, but if there's no peace, there's no happiness. And what the problem, I think, we can say is when it comes to our devices, not every case, and they're not all bad because there's so much fantastic and great stuff and there's so many things and, and I think God can be glorified you know, in a lot of ways through our devices as well, absolutely. But often, often we find ourselves in a place where our devices contribute towards, not the end cause, but contribute towards a lack of peace. And where there's a lack of peace, there's a lack of happiness. Want to look at what peace is? Peace, freedom from anxiety. Freedom from fear and anxiety. You have no fear, you have no anxiety, you have nothing to worry about. I'm at peace. I'm good, I'm cool. Can I be happy when I'm at peace? Yeah, for sure. Can I be happy when I have fear, when I have anxiety? Pretty tough. When you have genuine fear, when you have real anxiety, mm, there's no, is that Daniel Johnson? There's no, there's no, there's no peace. There's no happiness. Freedom from disturbance or sort of conflict. Freedom from disharmony. Freedom from oppressive thoughts. If you have this sort of thing happening, you have no peace. But if you have freedom from that, if there's an absence from that, you can have peace. Where there is no peace, there is no happiness. So again, I want to ask a question. Does, does your device or do the things that you look at on your device or do your habits that you have with your device, do they crush or create? Crush or create? Do they crush or create peace? And if we sat and thought about what we do, when we do it, where we do it, how we do it, who sends what, when, when we look at it, and we've talked, like I said, the last few weeks they've, we've talked about all, the, all sorts of different things, the comparison, we've talked about the fear of missing out and all that sort of thing. When we do that, are we crushing peace or are we creating peace? In John 14, I want to go to John 14 and you can't even use you version or something on your phones now because your neighbour still has it. But I've got it up here, so that's okay. Jesus here, I just want to give you a little bit of context. Jesus here is talking to his disciples, right? And, and he's, it's sort of leading up to when he's about to leave, leading up to the crucifixion. And then after the crucifixion, you know, not too long after that, a few more days after that, 40 days, whatever it is, he's going to go to heaven. So he knows that he's been on earth 30-odd years, 33 years thereabouts, and he's, and he's sort of finishing up this three-year period where he was active in his ministry. And he knows it's coming to the end. And he's had, he's had his disciples with him. They've been journeying with him over this last three odd years. And they've been, he's been training them up. He's been mentoring them. He's been doing all this good things. And they've come a long way. But now it's going to take a little bit of a turn. Now it's going to go from that mentoring that I'm going to be with you. I'm walking with you. I'm you know, walking beside you, walking every step of the way to I'm not going to be around anymore. And he starts to try and prepare them. And this is what he says, John 14, 1 to 3. And this just sort of sets it up, and then I'm going to jump up, jump to 14, uh, ch- chapter 14, verse 27. I'm going to look at that verse. But this is just to set up, the, I guess, the scene. But he, s- he says to his disciples, Do, or don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In other words, he says, I don't want you to be upset. I don't want you to be troubled. What did we just look at? We looked at peace. Peace is the absence of trouble. 
So trust in God. Trust also in me. If you put your faith and your trust in God, if your identity is in Jesus Christ, not in whatever's offering on your device, tell me which one's going to be better. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't uh, trust in God and trust also in me. There are more than enough rooms in my Father's home. If it were not so, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. He says, this is what's going to happen. I'm heading out. I'm going off. I'm not going to be around much longer. But I've got another part of my ministry, another, another job that I have to do. I've done the task. I've just fulfilled or I'm about to fulfill and complete the ministry that I have here on earth. And I'm going to take the next step. And I'm going to take the next part of this next chapter in this, in this um, journey. And I'm going to be setting up something for you. When everything is ready, I'll come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. So he's telling the disciples, and then he says some other things. He talks about the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm going to send a comforter. He talks about the Holy Spirit's going to be with you. He's not going to leave them alone totally. Yes, Jesus is going to leave, and he's going to go back to heaven. But he's going to send the Holy Spirit in a special way, and he's going to be with them, and he's going to take care of them as he goes. And he talks about a few things like that in, in the next few verses. But I'm going to jump to verse 27, and this is what it says. Peace I leave with you. Peace. What is peace? The absence of anxiety, the absence of trouble, the absence of conflict. He says, I am going to leave with you my peace. And if you think about this, now when Jesus when Jesus walked the earth, when Jesus was in his ministry part with his disciples, quite often stuff would go down and his disciples would run back to him. He'd be like the, he'd be like the guru. They'd, they'd run back and they'd say, Jesus, what's going on? We don't understand. And Jesus would walk through them, walk, walk through the situation with them and he would explain and he would assure them it's all cool. And when they were with Jesus, everything was fine. When they were with Jesus, when they were trusting in Jesus, everything was fine. Everything was okay. Maybe put yourself in those shoes for just a little bit. Peace I leave with you. Jesus says, I want to leave with you peace. My peace I give you. I'm passing this on. I'm giving this to you. Peace I give you. Do not, I do not give to you as the world gives. Think about this for a little bit. It's not too hard to put the parallel between this verse and what we've been talking about today. Because quite often stuff is just thrown at you. The notifications just keep showing up on your phone. Um, stuff on TV or whatever device, whatever type of media you want to watch, it just keeps coming at you. Happiness and good times or whatever it might be is displayed on this is, how you this is what you need to do and how you need to go about getting happiness, getting peace. Jesus turns around and says, this peace I'm going to give you is not like the rest of the world. It is actually different. And you can choose. I'm not. You, the choice is absolutely yours, whether you believe this or not, whether you choose to go after this or whether you choose not to. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you. I do not give you peace like the rest of the world gives. This is a different type of peace. This is like the absence of trouble. This is the, the absence of anxiety, the absence of of hard times of course there are still bad things that happen to every person there would have still been tough times for the disciples ahead but when they seriously made a decision to put their peace put their confidence put their trust and have the peace of christ then that was going to make a big difference do not let your hearts be troubled do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid do not 
He's like, don't let the world take you away from this. This is what I want from you. I don't want you to get caught up. Now, this is, this is 2,000 years ago before Wi-Fi, right? This is 2,000 years before, before 5G, before devices, before mobile phones, before whatever. This is a long time, but they still had similar issues. Different, looks a bit different, but the same sort of thing. There's still trouble. There's still tough things out there. There's still people that bombard you with whatever, whatever. But Jesus said to his disciples, and I think it would be even uh, a more... Um, a more important message for us today. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do not be afraid. I guess I've been here in a school context, but not only in schools and adults as well, you know, older, young adults as well as older people who have a lot of trouble because they can't put down what keeps showing up on a device because it just keeps comments keep coming up people's opinions keep coming up people are genuinely sad genuinely depressed I guess you might even say you know can get that serious when when they keep reading what keeps showing up on their on their devices it's the, not the device that's the bad thing. I'm not saying it's the device and you're not saying to throw your device away or anything like that. But the question I have for you is when you do pick that up, is it craving, crushing or creating peace? And if it's crushing your peace, what are you going to do with that? What? Are you going to respond by crushing someone else's peace? Or are you going to look for a way to manage that? And how you manage that is totally up to you. What you do to manage your peace is totally up to you. Question. When you hear this, what immediately goes through your mind? Should have a little quiz. Which app is this? <laughs> Alright. So when you hear those little noises, those bings, bongs, dings, whatever it might be, what what goes through your mind? Is it like is it like I, I can't wait to turn my phone over? Uh, is it like I can't I can't you know just I can't wait to turn the phone over. I can't wait to see who's contacting me. I can't wait to what someone else is saying. Or is it like, I hope it's not that person again, you know, rubbishing me. Or I hope there's so, so we have this thing. Um, we have this thing where when we hear these notifications, sometimes they seem to cr control us. But we keep coming back to this question. Crushing or creating? Crushing or creating? Is your device crushing or creating? Your peace. Crushing or creating? Crush versus create. Now I guess if you walk out of here after we've done these four series, you know, these, this four-part series of living in a selfie world, to actually go, all right, what am I going to do? You know, some people here, um, I'll be honest, I, I have, um, 
I have my phone plugged in beside my bed and I don't know how many times I've rolled over in the night and, yep, you see that little little spot on your phone or, you know, whatever it is, and you think, oh, I'll just check that. And all of a sudden it's like an hour later and you've just, you're just looking at something completely, I don't know, whatever. You spent like $37.50 from eBay on some other thing and then you've like, you know what I mean, you've checked the weather to see what that's, and then it's like, oh, why am I tired the next day? Like, reality. Or I'll be real honest again and say, Often I'll get up in the, or my plan is each morning to get up and spend a bit of time with God, but yeah, I'll look at the device to start with and the weather's not so good or the, or the cricket, <laughs> that's pretty much what I've been doing every Ashes morning, you know, check the cricket score before you get out of bed and all of a sudden it's an interesting score, so I'm looking at highlights and then it's like, oh, hang on, I'm going to be late to work if I don't rush out of bed now and have a shower and go to, go to work straight away. And I don't do what I want to do. Now, it's not the device's fault. And devices are great things. I read the Bible on my phone, Bible, all that sort of stuff. It's not the device's fault. But if the device is controlling you or the device has become your master rather than your slave, a master rather than a servant, it's up to you what you want to do with that. Now, I'll be pretty honest. I'll be real honest. Right here, I'll tell you what. I don't even know if I should say this, but I'll tell you what I expect. I probably expect that some of you will just go, whatever, I'm pretty happy with the device controlling me and probably won't do much about it. Other people, we may, and I encourage you to do that, but totally your choice to actually go, you know what, what do I want? What do I want from this? What do I want this to be for me? Do I want this to be something that will glorify God, that will, that will create peace, that will, that will be a net like contributor to peace, or something that takes peace away? What do I want? What if? What if we could get our head around this a little bit? And what if we could build people up more than tear them down? What if we could create more peace than we destroy using our devices? We're a powerful tool. We can do some pretty cool things. And going back to that, um, back to the verse in John where, you know, where Jesus says, like, I give you a peace that's not like the rest of the world. This is something pretty special. Okay. Pick up the phone that's on your lap, wherever it might be, your neighbor's phone or wherever it is. If you haven't already given it back, saw a lot of swapping over here just saying it wasn't looking because I saw it peripheral. All right. Now, you know you might have a problem if you've just felt this relaxed sort of like blood pressure drop and you're all okay again, all right? Just, I'm just wanting to sort of self, self-diagnose self here a little bit. I'm just going to pause just for a little moment. How many people have already checked to see if they had an application? Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Yeah, swap back, swap back. Yeah, first thing you do, have I got any notifications yet? Use it to glorify God. Mate, use it to glorify God. It's fun. It can bring great things. But how you manage it, maybe maybe you need to put it aside for a while. Maybe you need to like, you know what? I'm just going to have five minutes a day where I don't, I'm just not looking at it. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just going to deliberately put it aside. Maybe if you're really bad, it's like, if I'm really, if I'm a really greedy person, right? If I'm all money hungry, you know what the antidote to that is? Give some of it away. If I'm a really money hungry person, everything's about me and it's all about what money I can get. If I give someone else a hundred dollars, you know what it says? It says, you know what? I could have had that money, but I choose not to. It's actually like an antidote to greed. Giving money away would be an antidote to greed. Similar. 
if you have your phone and you just can't put it down, make a time and say, I'm not going to look at that for a number of minutes, whatever it might be. Start with five, something pretty simple. That's an antidote to saying, you know what, I could be watching that, but I choose not to. I choose to turn all the screens off. Whatever, whatever it might be, I'm not telling you what to do, I'm not telling you how to run your life. But I do want to, I do challenge you with this question. Is it crushing or creating your peace? Is it crushing or creating someone else's peace? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for the advice that you gave your disciples, which, which we believe is just so important to us as well. And that is that we need to seek you and to seek your peace, to seek um, your ways, and that we won't let the troubles of this world uh, get to us and get on top of us, but rather give them to you and to to be able to enjoy life, to be able to be super happy and to live life just a little bit how you'd like us to live and how you designed us to live in a world where we really do have a lot of fun. I pray that we can be wise and I pray that we can be in control of our own lives and not let other things control us. May everything we do, Lord, glorify you no matter what.